Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, I'm a This is the Crime Stoppers Victoria podcast. I'm your host, Sarita Visawasam. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to part two of our cybercrime series. In our previous episode, we spoke with Mr. Doug Witchy from the Cybercrime Threat Response of Interpol and discussed cybercrime activity amidst COVID-19 and its impact on an international scale. Today, we speak with Professor Yang Xiang, Dean of the Digital Research and Innovation Capability Platform at Swinburne University of Technology. We chat with Professor Xiang on a wide range of topics relating to cybercrime and security, including new techniques adopted by cybercriminals, where we walk through practical examples of how these are adopted online. Other areas of discussion include keeping safe when shopping online, cryptocurrency, and how we can protect ourselves from being a victim of cybercrime. To keep up to date with all future Crime Stoppers Victoria podcasts, please hit the follow or subscribe button on your podcast player. Hope you enjoy our discussion with Professor Yang Xiang. Dr. Shang, it's terrific to have you on the Crime Stoppers Victoria podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Fantastic. Well, we've got a fair bit to discuss today on the world of cyber crime and cybersecurity. So before we get into all of our, our topics of focus, can you please provide our listeners with a background of your career and your involvement with the world of cybersecurity? Um, I'm an academic. I'm uh, currently with the Swinburne University of Technology, and I am leading the digital technology um, department from Swinburne. And, um, and my personal research interest is also in cybersecurity. So uh, I've been uh, doing different cybersecurity projects over the last 20 years and uh, published some research papers in the area as well. 
that's great. Well, in terms of your involvement as an academic and in terms of your industry um, expertise, what can you say have been your observations over the past 20 years in terms of the evolution of uh, cybersecurity and, and protecting the community from such attacks? Um, we have seen uh, different innovations and the techniques that have uh, been adopted by, uh, by, by different parts, by both attackers and uh, defense parties. So uh, we can see that uh, there are a number of innovations uh, I would like to mention. Uh, one is the uh, artificial intelligence and the other is the Internet of Things. And uh, the last thing is that um, people are taking advantage or the criminals are taking advantage of the, uh, the, the current cyber uh, situation post-pandemic. So um, I just want to touch on these uh, three things. So um, first of all, artificial intelligence is uh, playing a crucial role in both uh, cyber attacks and defense. Hackers are using um, AI because it takes less effort for them to create um, create a better uh, rewards for them. Hackers are using AI to learn and adopt cyber defense tools and the development of ways to bypass security algorithms. AI can also um, enable hackers to analyze large data sets and quickly in turn to create some personalized emails or messages to target some individuals. So I can see that um, AI has been uh, extensively utilized by the attackers. On the other side, AI has been utilized by the defense parties and to find out those are malicious attacks, malicious behaviors, malicious websites, and malicious data sets as well. So you can see uh, AI has been extensively utilized both sides. And the second thing is about the development of the Internet of Things. Um, we often call it as IoT uh, devices. And IoT devices are one of the large, the fastest growing emerging technologies uh, in the digital transformation uh, sphere. Uh, we have been seeing um, people are utilizing different devices, uh, such as the smart devices at home, uh, smart devices uh, in production, and uh, people find those tiny small devices are very useful to improve the productivity and to in improve the quality of people's life. However, those uh, devices are creating a lot of um, uh, vulnerabilities um, and the hackers are using, utilizing those vulnerabilities to uh, start the attack. And uh, the attackers will, for example, the attackers can, um, can listen to the encrypted um, network traffic and collect personal and confidential information and then they can start those attacks. So uh, in my view, uh, the Internet of Things are a very uh, important element to cybersecurity. The last thing I would like to touch on is the uh, different 
cyber situation post the pandemic. You know, uh, during this um, pandemic crisis, um, people often work from home and uh, the kids are taking lessons from home and everyone is currently used the internet and um, the cyber criminals are actually utilizing this current situation and we have evidenced that the rise are in the numbers of the people uh, utilizing the network and uh, got attracted are actually uh, increasing. So um, we can see that uh, there is an, a, a significant increase in email scams, uh, malware infected apps, and malicious websites. So uh, we all these things we should be uh, aware of, and uh, we should be uh, well prepared for such kind of attacks. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. It's certainly important for us to learn. And as far as these types of attacks that have been taking place more recently. What sort of examples can you uh, provide um, to, to let our listeners be aware of? There are different uh, examples of such attacks. Um, today, I really want to share with you some uh, new uh, development in, in such um, uh, attacks and defense. Uh, one of the very interesting an example is the technology so-called as deep fakes. So uh, deep fakes are fake videos or audios that use artificial intelligence to swap out someone's face and voice with an imposter's where it's nearly impossible to know that the video or audio uh, is not real. So with the deep fake videos, algorithms are used to recognize actual audio or visual effects of a person and then replace what they really said or did with a false video clip. So um, in, in this kind of settings, anyone can just uh, produce fake video um, on the internet. And uh, I, I know there is uh, some discussion about utilizing those uh, video platforms such as uh, Facebook or TikTok. So um, this is an, uh, of a great concern for uh, the public uh, security and the safety. So I think that is the concerning technology and um, people from different research labs have been uh, working on how to prevent such kind of um, attacks. Currently, uh, detecting fake uh, deep fakes in the wild is still very challenging because um, it, it is relatively easier for the attackers to produce those uh, false videos, but it is very difficult for the current algorithms to detect if the video is real or not. Mm. So um, there are different technologies have been uh, used, such as watermarking or utilizing the, uh, the legislation to ban such a kind of uh, videos, or um, people might use the ongoing surveillance over the network to prevent such kind of uh, fake video. Um, but this is a really a, a concerning trend on the internet. 
Um, because uh, some years ago, we are talking about this uh, malicious um, binary software. People are talking about this uh, malicious text, but nowadays we should be uh, looking at this uh, malicious uh, video and audio. Okay. So in terms of the ability for these individuals to, to use those deep fakes for both video and audio, are they obtaining footage uh, from the internet um, that other, that people are, are uploading in order to create fakes? Um, they might create the fake video uh, in the background and then upload the uh, the video uh, online. So it is a bit difficult for uh, the uh, authorities to trace the how how they are actually working on that but the public will just look at the 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 those uh, video platform and uh, they might be uh having some um compromised impression for example uh, if this technology is used in in some uh, election campaign then the the result might be might might be got some a uh, very bad effect do you have an example of when uh, like a deep fake has been adopted and has been identified and, and basically uh, what has been the outcome of um, the, the video being released and the subsequent um, response? Um, there are some uh, examples of uh, manipulating the stock market price uh, by posting a fake video of uh, some company's uh, CEO announcing that the company is uh, facing some problem or some other crisis, uh, especially during this pandemic situation. So there are some examples of, uh, of how this technology is, is utilized or exploited. Yeah, well, um, yeah, that, that, that seems quite a... Quite a challenge especially if they can make these videos uh very you know realistic would you say that the quality is comparable with a, a legitimate video actually the quality is quite high um if you if you don't use some um some precise algorithms people probably wouldn't be able to differentiate if it is uh, fake or not. Of course, there are some uh, small um, issues. For example, um, someone in the video uh, uh, doesn't blink as much as uh, real people, then that, that video might be suspicious. Mm. But, but again, it, it's, it's not very difficult and not very easy to, to find out. Oh well, yeah, that that's um, kind of remarkable, really, to be able to uh, create content that is convincing enough. As far as other as avenues to trick the public in in terms of financial scams or or other mechanisms to exploit the public, what what can you say are, are, are ways that this is being done by hackers and the like? Um. We can see that uh, uh, under the current situation, um, 
there are more and more uh, cyber criminals uh, utilizing their uh, COVID-19 themed websites to conduct a wide spread phishing campaigns that distribute um, malicious software, so-called uh, malware, or they utilize such websites to harvest personal information um, from unsuspecting Australians. So um, we can see that uh, malicious cyber adversaries um, use those um, COVID-19 themed phishing campaigns to get users' credentials, allowing them to bypass security controls and then to gain access to people's accounts and networks that belongs to the individuals and uh, their businesses. So um, the malwares um, often can give the um, criminals access to the sensitive information. And also sometimes the malware is uh, something like a crypto locker that can uh, do the real um, big damage to the personal computers. As far as the public are, are able to protect themselves in this regard, are these uh, criminals accessing information that is quite difficult to get? Or is it, for, for these types of individuals, is it relatively straightforward? Um, most people are not uh, very sophisticated users. And, uh, um, and, and, and now, now people uh, often use, um, use the social networks and on social networks, people sometimes tend to lose those uh, vigilance and, and um, the, those uh, criminals can easily collect those uh, information. And um, an, another technique that they are using is to collect a, a large amount of information and then correlate the information. So um, it is not easy for the public to um, prevent such kind of uh, malicious activities online. But I think it is important for the public to be aware about those attacks and always uh, aware who is uh, sending the information to you and uh, what they are asking you to do. And always uh, not uh, open the attachment of an email or message and and always remember not to provide personal inf information because those information can help the cyber criminals to correlate the information they have already collected. Mm. So I, I think there are different ways to do the prevention. Okay. I noticed that with the internet nowadays, certainly like if you look at your social media platforms, a lot of personal information is, is accessible via those avenues. And then when it comes to making online purchases, I guess with particularly now that everyone's, uh, well, many people are working from home or, or isolating, um, there might be that increased use of online shopping, for instance. What can you say for the community in order to make sure that they're keeping their details safe and not accessible to those uh, who are trying to take advantage for criminal means. What uh, ideas or ways can the community protect themselves in this regard? Uh, I think there are 
some aspects we should all be uh, aware about. So, for example, um, we should be very um, aware about the the malware. The first step about the malware that is is to um, it is the installation of the uh, malware on your computer. So, um, a common trick used by the hackers is to um, to uh, embed the malware in the software hosted in in some websites. When users visit the website, they are informed that they need to download the software in order to for the site to load properly. So once you download the malware, um, you will be asked to install the malware. So we should be very, very careful not to install the the, the software unless it is uh, necessary. So you, you need to... Um, check very carefully about the origin of the software and then make sure that this is clean, this is safe uh, before you install it. Mm. Um, another thing is about your uh, password. So um, always remember to use a strong password and uh, always um, not use the same passwords for for your different accounts, so I I know it is a bit difficult, but um, but you know, um, password is the 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 first step the the hackers can get into your computer, so um, don't use weak passwords and always remember to use different passwords for different systems. That's yeah, that's good advice with um the ability to create passwords for different websites pretty because i guess with with websites nowadays almost every shopping site has a account that you have to set up do, do setting up accounts with online services like stores etc do they provide risks for the public or are these uh, able to be managed by the uh, vendors themselves um it, it is a bit complex for for, for people to understand uh, what the security mechanism of a shopping website is doing. Um, generally speaking, the website is protected by the encrypted uh, internet uh, connection. So um, that means um, that the attackers would not be able to um, eavesdrop the, the conversation between the customer and the shopping website. However, um, if there are some malicious software installed uh, on the user's computer, then it still um, has the risk of those uh, sensitive information uh, to be leaked to the criminals. So, um, so I think that for for public. Um, we should be um, aware about two things. One is uh, remember not to install the software, and the second is to uh, keep your uh, password safe. Um, people should be uh, very aware about the phishing messages because um, the phishing messages um, we 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 have seen uh, use a different uh, loops or tricks. Um, 
and then people, once people don't pay attention to those, and people will just uh, lose uh, the personal information. All right, great. Well, that that's good to uh, to know. With uh, scams these days, I guess there's a multitude of different types of scams. One that has been quite prominent in recent years uh, relate to online dating. Uh, what can you say about the the world of online dating scams that that are that have been taking place and and, and how this might have um, changed in recent years? Uh, well, um, I, I haven't uh, used any of those uh, dating websites, so I don't know the exact mechanism how it works. But I suspect it, it is it involves a lot of identity theft problem. So um, uh, identity theft is when a, a cyber criminal gains access to your personal information, and then they can uh, gain some. Uh, financial benefits they might steal the money from you or they might utilize your identity to do other bad things so they can create fake identity documents in your name maybe get your loans or even get uh, some other benefit from um, from your real identity document in your name um, but maybe with some other people's uh, photographs People and the cyber criminals can get the access of the personal information through those uh, malicious links in possibly those uh, dating websites. So uh, I think people should be aware about your identity and uh, people should be uh, very careful about releasing those uh, personal information. Mm. So with general issues that we might find ourselves in regarding being on the internet or on our phones browsing and looking to enter websites or make purchases what are some traps that we can find ourselves in uh whilst online um i think that there are a number of ways for example um you should not uh, download the files from an untrusted location and uh, always remember to scan a, a file before you install it. Uh, always scan the software before you in install it and always use strong and different passwords for your accounts and uh, don't click any attachments and, and in your email, unless you are very certain that uh, it is safe and always not uh, providing your personal or your credential information via link in a message and um, possibly um, regularly check your uh, bank account statements uh, just to make sure uh, there's no um, malicious or fraudulent transactions uh, in your in your account. Mm. So um, I think people should have this sort of um, cybersecurity awareness. Excellent. With regards to antivirus software, I noticed that in more recent years, this this space isn't 
as widely advertised as it might have been in, in years gone by. Maybe I'm wrong. What can you say about the value of having antivirus protection on your computer? I think antivirus software is very valuable um, because it can monitor the activities of your computer and provide some real-time warnings uh, once your computer is compromised. So I think that is a very important area. The trend of the development is that uh, now the personal uh, computers are heavily using some cloud-based technologies. So that means the antivirus layer is moving from your personal computer to the cloud layer. So we can see that uh, those protections have been uh, moving from uh, your personal computer to some uh, enterprise level protection. So um, actually the antivirus software is still there, but it's kind of invisible to you. So uh, you still got that layer of protection, but maybe not just on your computer, not on your operating system. So um, we, we should keep um, having that layer of protection, uh, but maybe in different form. All right, excellent. And in terms of uh, innovations in protection that have been made in recent years, what can you say has been, uh, has been made in, in this space uh, for the community? Um, again, I want to touch on the point of artificial intelligence and the machine learning because um, the AI technologies are playing an increasing important role in cybersecurity with the security tools analyzing data from uh, millions of uh, cyber incidents and, 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 and possibly use it to identify potential threats. So um, um, those machine learning or AI technologies analyze a huge amount of data from a different layer, such as the network layer, the application layer, the website layer, uh, they, they actually uh, collect the data from different space and analyze the data to produce intelligence for cybersecurity defense. So um, this has been uh, widely used now. However, the technology is not mature yet. So uh, we can see there is a, a, a training uh, development in, in the AI and machine learning uh, algorithms. So I, I can see uh, this is one, probably one of the very important areas uh, in terms of technological advancement. That, that, that's really good to hear. Well, uh, yeah, we'll be interested to see how, how that evolves. With uh, the federal government, they've uh, recently unveiled their 2020 cybersecurity strategy. What can you say about the government's uh, focus on really investing in our protection from, from cyber criminals? Uh, I think it is very important for the government to initiate those um, uh, IND activities in the cybersecurity area. And uh, it's very good to see the government is provide, providing a funding to support those uh, initiatives. 
on the other side, I believe、um, public should also have the awareness to do good things on the cyberspace, and、uh, people should have the cybersecurity awareness and should get some、um, some levels of、uh, cybersecurity training.、Uh, for example,、um, maybe go to some websites to look at the common knowledge is how to secure your network and your computer, and maybe. Uh, even go to some、uh, training organizations or even universities to look at the cybersecurity courses to improve the personal's、uh, cybersecurity knowledge and skills. So I think it is important for for everyone to make efforts to make a, a more secure and safer cyberspace. That's great advice, Professor. So, as a dean of digital research and the innovation capability platform at Swinburne, what can you say has been done from the, a scholarly or university level、uh, to really advance、um, research and and teach students in in this field?、Um. I have been、uh, working in the cybersecurity area for almost twenty years, and I have evidenced the development of the、uh, attack and the defense from different perspectives. And so, my job at the university really is to lead the research team to develop active defense systems against large-scale distributed network attacks. So、um, when I、uh, at、uh, Swinburne University,、uh, I'm leading the cybersecurity net and also the digital research platform to provide those uh, research uh, outcomes and to translate the research outcomes into some、uh, real impact or real world applications, such as the AI-driven cybersecurity applications, malware applications. Secure cloud and secure IoT applications, and some、uh, secure blockchain applications. So、um, at Swinburne, we took the deep learning approach to investigate the software vulnerability problems among large amount of uh, uh, binary and and source code software, and、uh, we developed、uh, a set of tech. Technologies for network traffic classification by utilizing machine learning, and、uh, we also developed、uh, the machine learning-based、uh, malware classification algorithms、uh, that can detect polymorphic malware on the cyberspace. So、um, our work has been、uh, utilized by millions of users, and.、Uh, And also,、um, we our work has、uh, helped the industry partners to secure their network and systems. So I'm very happy that、uh, I have got this、uh, privilege to work with the talented research team at Swinburne University and produce the real research impact. That, that's fantastic. And, and in terms of your team at Swinburne, so are they? When, in terms of distributing such、um, advances in technology, are they working with、uh, partners across the Australia, or, or is it internationally as well?、Um, 
We got um, some um, strategic partners uh, in Australia. We helped the government and the industry to produce a secure network and a system, and uh, we develop the software tools, such as the tools to identify software vulnerabilities by utilizing machine learning algorithms and fuzzing technologies to uh, to detect software vulnerability. Uh, we also develop the uh, network traffic classification technologies with our industry partners. So um, we we focus on producing the technologies for the benefit of Australia. And of course, we also uh, work with our international partners in terms of creating knowledge and uh, in terms of uh, creating the new technologies that can be published in those uh, open uh, journals and conferences. So I think that the focus is that how we can utilize the technology and uh, provide the benefits for all the Australian people. Well, that, that, that's excellent. Well, uh, it's certainly great to hear uh, that such progress and um, advancements are being made. One area of technology, I guess, that has also uh, rose to prominence in recent years is cryptocurrency. What can you say about um, cyber security uh, in the world of cryptocurrency? Um, cryptocurrency is mainly based on the blockchain technology. Um, it, 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 the blockchain technology has two sides. Itself is a distributed ledger system, uh, and uh, it utilizes some applied crypto algorithms. So in this sense, it is a secure network. However, um, blockchain itself has a lot of um, security problems, such as the, um, the, the consensus mechanisms is not really secure. Um, the network uh, is not very stable. It relies on very heavy computation and communication um, infrastructure, and all those things are subject to cyber attacks. So um, I can say that um, the crypto world is an, uh, um, an area that a lot of cyber criminals um, have their attention on because, um, you know, uh, they can have the financial gains uh, over such kind of attacks. So um, it is an important area and uh, we, we are still yet to find out the, the real mechanisms behind it. Oh, well, that's, um, it'll be interesting to see how that, that, how that evolves. It's terrific to chat with you today, Professor Shang. As far as your observations on where we're headed from a technological standpoint and cybersecurity, what can you say uh, are your thoughts in relation to our, our progress and uh, where we look headed? Um. I would say that um, uh, Australian government has um, put a lot of resources and effort in um, building a secure cyber space for everyone. Um, technology is one aspect, 
However, technology itself cannot provide、uh, security to everyone alone. So everyone should have the cybersecurity awareness, and everyone should make effort to build a more secure cyberspace. Fantastic. And are there any、uh, final comments you'd like to make、uh, today, and or any tips you'd like to provide our、uh, listeners that you might not have already provided? Uh, I would say that's my observation, because、uh, uh, post-pandemic, people will be、uh, relying on more and more on cyberspace. And you know, Australia is、uh, a country with a、uh, limited number of、uh, population, but heavily relying on cyberspace for work, for life, for everything. So,、um, I would say cybersecurity is important to everyone. And、um, and the cybersecurity training for everyone is also very important. So I hope everyone would be able to take the, the、uh, opportunity to、uh, to to understand the technological mechanisms of cybersecurity and also to raise the cybersecurity awareness. Thank you. Fantastic. Thanks once again, Professor Shang. It's been a pleasure to speak with you today. A fascinating discussion with Professor Shang on a wide range of subjects relating to the world of cybercrime and security. This is the conclusion of our two-part cybercrime discussion. Hope you found it beneficial. To keep up to date with all future Crime Stoppers Victoria podcasts, please hit the follow or subscribe button on your podcast player. Thanks for listening to the Crime Stoppers Victoria podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code Acast for twenty percent off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.